0: Welcome to the Work-Life Brilliance podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Hello, my friend. Thank you for joining me today. Today is a really special day for me because it is the anniversary of the day that my dog and I were hit by a car crossing the street. So if you are a regular listener, you know that that happened, and um, you might recall that it was a beautiful, quiet, sunny, crisp Saturday morning, and today is the same kind of morning But that's the only way that this day is like that day. Um, Well, I guess you could say it's similar in that my dog and I have already taken a walk this morning. We took a different route. um, And it was lovely. And, um, yeah, so I am doing some reflecting. And I'm also feeling so freaking grateful to be alive. And um, to have the opportunities that I have, including this, to be able to share with you and to have this conversation that hopefully helps both of us grow stronger and more effective. Because um, the secret about coaching people and doing things like podcasts is that I benefit as much or more as you do. So um, so thank you for letting me have this vocation and for creating an audience for me. So you might recall if you've listened to my podcast about the steer model in times of crisis and the steer model is of course my technique for noticing and upgrading thoughts so that you feel better and act better in any situation. And because of all the work I had done on myself with managing my thoughts my mindset within about 48 hours of the accident, maybe less, um, once I was out of the fog of pain, was really gratitude for being alive, for it not being worse, and this sense of urgency that I had to find a way to keep moving forward toward my goals. So those are pretty positive mindsets and um, feelings but I have my days. (laughs) There are always going to be problems and we're always going to have a brain that veers toward negative thoughts because that's just the way our brains are programmed. It is a survival technique that used to come in really handy and now just causes a lot of anxiety. So I'm also going to bring in some inspiration from a book I've been reading, and it is a book that has been around for a very long time, 1960 Maxwell Maltz, called Psycho-Cybernetics. And this book inspired so many gurus. Uh, People like Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins, Brian Tracy, they have based their techniques on the teachings of Maxwell Maltz who was a plastic surgeon, who helped people um, reconfigure their faces after debilitating accidents. And he got very curious about the changes that he noticed in people's mindsets and behavior once they changed their face. They changed the way they thought about themselves and the way they interacted with the world. And he got really curious about how can we do that no matter what our circumstances, no matter what our face looks like. And um, he figured it out. And um, pretty much everything I've been teaching you was also in this book, just in another frame, in a very scientific, analytical frame. So I recommend you check it out. It's called Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz, M-A-L-T-Z. But one of the secrets he writes about happiness it's not about not having problems. We're always going to have problems. It's about how we deal with ourselves to help ourselves overcome problems. And it involves mainly two things. One is learning to manage one's mind and mental images. And the other is having a goal. So on the first one, he talks about how happiness or essentially just keeping your thoughts pleasant most of the time, can be deliberately and systematically cultivated by practicing in a more or less cold-blooded manner. Those are his words. And by cold-blooded doesn't mean cruel, it means analytical. You can manufacture with your mind and mental images happiness and positive thoughts. Our minds are making mental images all the time. But usually they're conjuring up bad stuff, what could go wrong, what might happen that we don't want to happen. And then we are organizing all of our energy and our brain's functioning and our connection with the universe, we are organizing that to manifest that very thing that we fear will happen. So how do we learn to manage our brains so that we create mental images that we actually want to happen? And then on the second point, having a goal, he describes humans as somewhat like a bicycle because a bicycle maintains its poise and equilibrium only so long as it is going forward toward something. So happiness is not about the absence of problems. It requires problems and then this mental attitude that is ready to meet distress with action toward a solution. Toward a solution and a solution that lets you continue to pursue the goals, whether it's one goal or many goals, little goals, big goals. But this is going to help pull us out of the despair that we could fall into with a problem. And problem is defined by us, by the way. Of course, one person's problem is another person's opportunity. So, The secret, he says, lies in the attitude of fearlessly accepting the challenge and then bringing confidence and strength to it. And this means achieving an aggressive and goal-directed attitude rather than a defensive, evasive, and negative one. So a victor attitude instead of a victim attitude. And this idea that no matter what happens, we can handle it. We can get through it instead of hoping that nothing's gonna happen because uh, guess what, I'm sorry to say, (laughs) for all of us, that stuff is going to happen. So let's talk about how we do this. First off, I think that these two things were foundational to me getting through my accident and overcoming that. My immediate goal, post-accident, as you might recall, I was about to launch the Work Life Brilliance Academy. I had gone through so many hurdles with a designer that was holding my site hostage, and then um, We Believe planted a malware um, in um, app in the back end in WordPress, so that the site was infected as we were launching. And um, all this was happening while I was in severe pain. So. I had this as a must do. It was six weeks before my birthday, and for me, and well for everybody, most of us are motivated by transition points. So whether it's the beginning of a month, the beginning of a week, the beginning of the year, those are the days when we usually um, establish a willingness and a goal of achieving something. And so for me, my birthday, is usually uh, more of a transition point for me than the end of the year. Um, Whether, you know, I live by kind of the tarot. I feel different on the next first day of my birth year. So for me, I had set a date to launch this thing in October and be done by my birthday on All Souls Day. And um, it was a must-do. There was no way we weren't going to do it. So that drove me to find a way. I couldn't just lie in bed all day, which I did about 21 hours of the day. Um, I had to figure out how to do this. And it was going to require help and assistance, and, um, but we had to make it happen. And we did. Uh, another goal I had, but this one I, I knew might or might not happen, was to be able to spend my birthday with my mom in New York City. And that was a really want to do, but I only wanted to do it if I felt like I was strong enough. And a couple, just a week before that trip, I decided that I could do it. I I still had some significant problems, but I was able to do it. So I was also able to take a vacation in April with my daughter, and despite my injuries, water ski... (laughs) and water ski my best, because one of my goals had been to do the slalom course. Not just look at the slalom course, not just ski in between the slalom course, but to do some of the slalom course. And um, also, I had a goal of dancing salsa on vacation in Mexico uh, with one of the regulars who knew what they were doing salsa-wise, and I was able to do that too. So those things were driving me and just provided that horizon point that I needed to reach. Now, as you probably know, if you've listened to my podcast, uh, I, that was not the end of my problems of this year. Uh, my dog got mysteriously ill. In fact, just two days ago, he had his third surgery since the surgery when we were hit by a car for unrelated and mysterious illness they have not yet diagnosed. So there was that for him, and then for me, of course, there was my very serious illness um, where I had to get blood transfusions and ultimately finally ended up getting a hysterectomy on um, Memorial Day weekend. woohoo! I know how to party. And um, I had a goal of recovering fully from that, and on my eight-week anniversary, going swimming with my daughter, which I did, and... Um, I also had a goal of delivering my group coaching kickoff, no matter what. So five days post-op, I was kind of a puddle in a chair of (laughs) a puddle of pain, but I managed to do it. And by the way, we just had our closing session, and this was only the second time they've seen me in person. Every other time has been on video, Um, and they're just shaking their heads going, are you the same person? (laughs) This is who you really are, not that person (laughs) that was at the kickoff. Um, I was mentally there at the kickoff, but physically uh, it was a challenge, let's just say. So that was another goal that was driving me. Um, I also have bigger goals in three areas. So one is to build a scalable business that gives me financial freedom and physical freedom, uh, through service to others. So how do I build a business that is so good at helping others and so intelligently built that, um, my future is secure and my daughter's future is secure. And, you know, I look back at this past year and I think, wow, I had so many things slowing me down. And that's when I notice I have to switch my thoughts. I have to switch my thoughts to, Why? What was the meaning behind the slowdown? What did it teach you? What What was it telling you about this goal that you have? And I think it was telling me that I need to, instead of focusing just on a date that we're going to launch this thing, launching it in the right way. In a way that I am proud of and that I know delivers smooth, excellent service so that people can just benefit fully from everything that I'm teaching. So that's one goal. The other one is to live a really long, healthy, and vibrant life. And to spend quality time and care for my daughter. And those two go hand in hand. I want a lot of quality time with my daughter. I also want to be able to take care of my dog um, and any future dog that I get because um, I don't know who else would have Taking him through all these surgeries, thank God I have pet insurance. Um, if you're wondering, I have TruePainion, and um, I highly recommend it. They are great, easy to work with. And my last goal is to find and nurture a beautiful relationship with a life partner. So, in that context, I see my health challenges as clues about what I need to do to be as healthy and strong as I can be, and. This year, I've gotten more clues. So after the hysterectomy, um, I developed um, peripheral neuropathy, which is a very painful nerve condition of the toes. It's been misdiagnosed for months and months. It's been gradually building up, and then suddenly, I could barely put on a pair of shoes. I could barely sleep. And usually, this is caused by diabetes. We have run a million tests on me, like every test you can run, And we have a lot of information to go on. I have a really great foundation of information to go on, and it's complex. There is no one answer, but there are lots of contributing factors. And I am just staying really open-minded and following the breadcrumbs, which is another way of saying I am asking for and receiving and following divine clues. And I have received many in the form of referrals to practitioners who have been amazing. And I'm seeing one next week that I am really excited about. I'm just going to give him all of my data and all of the advice I've been given so far and um, see what happens. Um, I have also uh, attracted two amazing new work partners operations and strategist people, and I have also changed some habits based on clues that I've received. And I've received these clues, and I believe that I've manifested these things through prayer, mental imagery, and then taking action to follow the clues. So some things that I have changed since that accident. Um, Our schedule has changed quite a bit. My daughter has started crew Um, Otherwise known as rowing. And she practices for three nights a week for two hours. There's a lot of shuttling around. There's a lot of figuring out when to eat, when to do homework. And so we have nearly uh, taken out television out of our lives. And we have increased the amount of time that we get to converse with each other, whether it's in the car or at the dinner table. Um, We're both meditating more. Um, I stopped drinking alcohol, Uh, and I actually upgraded my non-conscious beliefs about alcohol so that I also stopped desiring alcohol. And this is a new one, and it's been amazing. That's been so amazing. And um, I'll have to keep you posted now that I'm telling you. Uh, You are my accountability buddy. And um, what I now understand is that Every health condition I have is made worse by any amount of alcohol. And so once that became clear to me and it became clear how that was happening, that was the information I needed. Because before I had this non-conscious bias that, um, hey, I almost got killed. I'm going to save her life and enjoy it and have fun and um, live every day to the fullest. And I thought somehow alcohol would help me do that, um, which it wasn't. So... Now I wake up even more early because I don't have any middle-of-the-night wake-ups. So by 5, 10 in the morning, at the latest, I am sitting cross-legged at my altar meditating, and I have an amazing set of kundalini yoga breath work that I do thanks to a healer that I went to, and that takes me about 30 minutes. Um, I have attracted new work into my life. Um, I really wasn't trying to manifest work the whole beginning of the first year, uh, beginning of the year, because I was so sick. (laughs) I didn't have a lot of extra physical capacity. But now that I am so much better, I am suddenly embracing and receiving more work. I'm also doing Pilates every day in my basement. I have my own setup because I found this amazing Pilates, physical therapist, again, through just um, manifesting, following the clues, and that has been transformational in helping my back. So happiness and fulfillment doesn't just happen. We have to work to develop a goal-minded, solution-oriented, positive mindset. And then we have to learn to quiet the anxiety. Because we are always going to have a brain that creates anxiety for us. This year, I had a goal of launching a huge program in the summer. Well, it did not happen. I had um, hired somebody who, um, if you've seen the m- movie Gaslight, you know where the term gaslight comes from. Um, and if you haven't seen it, I highly suggest you go see that movie. Ingrid Bergman, Charles Boyer. Oh, it's so brilliant. And she is so beautiful. Anyways, um, I felt like I was in that movie because this vendor would say, "Uh, I can't come to the meeting. You forgot to send me an invite. So I took a meeting with somebody else. Meanwhile, I sent the invite and I would show him a screenshot of the invite and he would say, oh, sorry. Yeah, I guess it was on my calendar. I just didn't see it. Or um, I changed everything in that email you sent me, email list. And then I would go on the website and actually none of the changes had been met. And um, just things like that, like missing a call and not responding and just disappearing for weeks on end. Uh, So (laughs) I had a hard time not creating anxiety in my brain. And I'm going to share with you a couple of tips that are a little bit new to me that I got from Psycho-Cybernetics. They're more variations on a theme of things we've been talking about. Um, But I want to give them to you because they have been fantastic for me and they make a lot of sense because our brains are great at creating negative imagery and our brains are great at creating uh, stories that make us anxious and I noticed this happening to me when this vendor wasn't showing up and wasn't delivering on what was promised and what I paid for. So one of the things You can do when you are feeling anxious or when you are feeling a lack of confidence is to go back in time in your mind to a past win and it can be any size win it can be from any point in time you can go back to kindergarten and the first sentence you ever read or the first sentence you ever wrote on a chalkboard Um, you can go back to a job that you got or an award that you won go back to a great hit you had in baseball when you were in high school. Um, Anything. The important thing is that you feel it and you sense your surroundings. So you really close your eyes and go back to that time and really imagine what it felt like. What was the environment like? What was the temperature like? What emotion did you feel? Remember, If you go back to the podcast on manifesting, we talked about how your brain, when you create a mental image and you couple that with an emotion, doesn't know that's not happening right now. And it tries to organize everything in you to recreate that moment. So if you want to achieve something, you need to imagine the future as if it's now if you want to feel less anxious, go back and imagine something that's already happened because it doesn't take much work. Whereas imagining the future, which we're going to talk about a little bit, does take a little bit of planning and work. So go back to that win and really savor it and let your nervous system calm down. And what you're teaching your brain is that you don't have to be afraid. You've got this. You are a winner. So whatever comes your way, you have this physical memory of being a winner. All right, so I hope you enjoy coming up with whatever that is. Um, I had a blast with this one, and um, from a memory in kindergarten to a memory in sixth grade, about when I pitched a no-hitter, and then I ended up catching that line drive. And people, you know, our memories are not actually precise. They are subjective. Um, So you don't have to run this by anybody else. Just remember it as your brain remembers it and conjure up those details. The next one I want to give you for calming down your autonomic nervous system is to create a renewal room. And this is a place where you go mentally, and it it only has to take you a few minutes, but this is a place where you sometime during your day, whether it's um, on a bus, on a train, um, sitting at your desk, sitting in a boring meeting. So you need to do some prep work first so that this room is ready for your mind when you need it. And you get to decide what this room looks like. Make it cozy, doesn't have to be big. And you're going to furnish this room with whatever is most restful and refreshing and nourishing to you. We're gonna keep it simple. You get to paint this room whatever color you want. I do recommend you keep it a soothing color. Mine is like, um, well, it's kind of like my bedroom, which is called Venezuelan Sea. Oh, if you find that paint color, oh my God, is it amazing. But you decide what your room is going to be painted. And if you like paintings, you can put some landscapes up. Um, Any painting that is soothing to you or any photo that's soothing to you, You can put your favorite book in there, you can put a flower or a plant in there, you don't need to water it, it's perpetually fine. And make sure you have a favorite chair in there. And if you don't already have a favorite chair, invent one. Make it the most comfortable chair you can imagine. Mine is like a combination of an Eames chair and a dentist chair, those zero gravity chairs. Oh my God, I actually love going to the dentist because I love those chairs, they're so comfortable. Uh, You can have candlelight, you can have a fireplace. Um, If you have a fireplace, you know, let's not have any smelly smoke. Uh, You decide, though. It's really up to you. So you also want a window, because outside this window, you are going to be able to see a beautiful beach. No people are on this beach. You can have some birds on the beach if you want. But you can see the waves rolling in and rolling out. You cannot hear the waves because this room is utterly silent unless you decide to open the windows. And in that case, all you hear are waves moving in and waves moving out. And if you want, you can bring in some bird sounds, whatever is most relaxing and pleasing to you. So when you decide it's time to visit this room, here's what I want you to do. I want you to imagine yourself at a closed door. Beside the door is a large potted plant with beautiful flowers, fruit, whatever you want to put in the put in the plant. This plant feeds on anxious thoughts, so you are going to feed this plant with any looping thought that is troubling you. You are going to put it into the soil of the plant. Just drop it off, and plant will immediately flourish and blossom because it composts these into nutrients. Then you're going to open the door and you're going to see stairs that you are going to begin climbing. Imagine yourself climbing, surrounded by this beautiful color you've painted, and see yourself entering the room. You can see the ocean. You can see your chair. You choose to sit in your chair the candles are already lit. If you'd like candles in there, everything is ready for you. And you are utterly relaxed. No one can touch you here. There are no decisions to make. There are just ways to watch, wash in and watch out. You are giving yourself and your nervous system a vacation from the sensory overload in your mind and your surroundings. And you can visit this anytime. And this is going to help pause and interrupt and just stop altogether any looping negative thought. And if you don't have time to visit your room, you can always imagine this plant that you are placing and letting your baggage off. Give it to the plant. The plant's going to compost it, appreciate it, because you don't need it anymore. The plant needs it. So one of the things Maltz writes in his book is that our minds are so good at making mental pictures and our brains organize around them, helping us achieve them. We have to learn and then practice creating mental images of what we want versus what we fear. Everything in life is a mental picture. Every goal you have begins as a picture in your mind. and Anything you don't like about yourself or your life can be changed by changing your mental pictures. So, in practice, you can do this by creating a vision board and looking at it daily and imagining it regularly. You can write down what you want. Back to the lessons we talked about in the manifesting podcast. You can write down specifically what you want in your health, in your relationships, financially, in your free time. What do you specifically want? And then how can you imagine it, create mental pictures that your brain will then work to make a reality. So uh, back to my world, my reality. Um, So as you know, two days ago, my dog had surgery. And yesterday, I had a tire blowout. And my immediate reaction, once I realized how bad it was, um, when I was at the service station, was... A lot of anxiety because my dog was at home post-op. I didn't want to be gone very long anyways. And now I was thinking about calling a tow truck, which would take 90 minutes to get to me. And I didn't know how my, dro- my dog was doing. The drugs were wearing off. I needed to get him more medicine. Um, so I had to calm that down and then switch to gratitude. I was so grateful that it happened close to my home while I was by myself instead of on the way home the night before in rush hour traffic on the freeway with my drugged up dog in the back. It could have easily happened then and I would have figured it out but I just went to oh my gosh I am so grateful and then I could think clearly and I just rolled down the hill and called the tow truck and waited with my dog, and got some work done, got the house cleaned up, um, got myself cleaned up in the 90 minutes that it took them to get to me, and um, it all got resolved. I have a beautiful loner car, <laughs> um, and that is what your brain will do when you have so-called problems after you practice, practice this. So um, I hope that you have a beautiful day. I am just so grateful for this day. It's not even, um, it's, I guess it's noon for me. And I've already meditated, taken a salt bath, done laundry, done this podcast, gone to the grocery store in the farmer's market, and put the flowers that I procured at the par- farmer's market all around the house. Um, I am just so grateful for this freedom and the abundance that I have, and just being alive. And um, from here, I'm going to celebrate with uh, going to the gym and reviewing some changes that my contractor made to the website and some advice she's giving me. So um, I hope that you can fashion a goal that is worthy of you, and it doesn't have to be a big goal. You can come up with a tiny little goal. Maybe it's a new habit that you've been wanting to take care of. Maybe it's a book that you've been trying to finish. Maybe you want to decide on a vacation vacation destination. Maybe you want to go and design your renewal room, but set a goal for yourself and just notice how good it feels to move toward it. I know you know this. If you're listening to this, you probably set goals all the time, but I just want you to know how important it is to your happiness to have something to look forward to. So I'm going to leave you with that. I can't wait for you to have your renewal room and to start visiting it on a regular basis and to create mental images of what you want instead of what you fear. And if you want more resources on this, you can visit my website, work-lifebrilliance.com. And if you'd like to get coached on this podcast, please send me an email at denise at and thank you for listening, and I hope you have a beautiful, savory, wonderful, connected, fun day. Thanks for listening to Work-Life Brilliance. If you want to be coached by Denise, join her in the Work-Life Brilliance Academy, where wholehearted humans are becoming the best version of themselves. Accepting applications now at wlbacademy.com.